are now in the mix with your number one DJ, DJ Reminisce. Welcome on, welcome all to Desi Beats. I'm the one who is Namaste, Salaam. And this is the podcast of the ages where I play music that I really, really like. And I talk about stuff that's really important to me. Hopefully, you will like the same thing as well. I got an action packed show for you this week. On the show this week, I got a wicked conversation with MMA fighter Mr. Gary Mangit, who is also from the 604 area from Vancouver, BC. I'm, I'm telling you, the conversation is going to be absolutely epic. And that's going to come up right after these next few songs. Speaking of songs, a lot of songs to get through. We're going to get cracking right away with the hot record of the week. Long time coming, man. Taz from Stereo Nation, Apache Indian, produced by Bali Sagu, Pretty Baby, right here on DC Beats. These three guys are absolutely iconic and they got together to produce a brand new record, Pretty Baby, right here, hot record of the week. This is DC Beats.
dirty. Boss it in a style, cause you know it's sexy. If you think you're ready, everybody make me see down. Can't body up a boss with beat band. Send it down, sound floor to the heat down. Shake it body, girl, from me know your band fam. Can you know you're the pretty girl shout? ਸੁਦਾ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਹਰ ਵੇ 
खुशी तेरे कदमा च धरा में इतों अगे होके सारे दुख जरा में हरी खुशी तेरे कदमा च धरा में इतों अगे होके सारे दुख जरा में देख लैना कोदर परीत लिखदा तेरे उत्ते ही ओ सारे गीत लिखदा देख लैना कोदर परीत लिखदा तेरे उत्ते ही ओ सारे गीत लिखदा अपने ता शहर ओ लभदा नहीं ओ मैं ता सुनया ए पिंड तेरे नीति दिसदा जाग जाग रात भर गिने ता तारे जाग जाग जोड़ जोड़ ना तेरा वाह हो गया हर वेड़े सुबह शाम याद तेनू कर कर मिठा जेरा हसना सुबह हो गया
ਜਾ ਸੋਨੀਏ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਜਾ ਵੇਖੀਆਂ ਮਿਲਾ ਲੈ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੀਆਂ ਦੋ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਤੇ ਜਾ ਨੀ ਆਕੇ ਤੂੰ ਬਹਿ ਜਾ ਸੋਨੀਏ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਜਾ ਵੇਖੀਆਂ ਮਿਲਾ ਲੈ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੀਆਂ ਦੋ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਤੇ ਜਾ ਸੋਨੀਆ ਸਜਣਾ ਮੈਂ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੋਨਾ ਬਾਬੀ ਜੀ ਯਕੀਨਦਾ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਵੇਖੀ ਵੇਖੀ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਤੇਰੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਾਡਾ ਹੁਣ ਕੁਛ ਸਰਨਾ ਵੇਖਣੀ ਅੱਜ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਸੱਖੀ ਬਲੰਦਾ ਵੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਨੀ ਆਕੇ ਤੂੰ ਕਹਿ ਜਾ ਵੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਹੀ ਰਹਿਣਾ ਤੂੰ ਮੇਰੀ ਮੈਂ ਤੇਰਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੀ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਵਿਖਾ ਜਾ ਨੀ ਆਕੇ ਤੂੰ ਕਹਿ ਜਾ ਵੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਹੀ ਰਹਿਣਾ ਤੂੰ ਮੇਰੀ ਮੈਂ ਤੇਰਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੀ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਵਿਖਾ ਜਾ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਰਾਣੀ ਮੈਂ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਮਰਨਾ ਬਾਬੀ ਸਾਡੀ ਤਾਂ ਦਿਲ ਨਾਲ ਕੋਲ ਤੂੰ ਆ ਜਾਵੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਦਿਲ ਸਾਡਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਵੇਖਣੀ ਅੱਜ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਸੁਖੀ ਬਲੰਦਾ ਵੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਸੋਨੀਏ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਜਾ ਵੇਖੀਆਂ ਮਿਲਾ ਲੈ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੀਆਂ ਦੋ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਤੇ ਜਾ ਨੀ ਆਕੇ ਤੂੰ ਬਹਿ ਜਾ ਸੋਨੀਏ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਜਾ ਵੇਖੀਆਂ ਮਿਲਾ ਲੈ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੀਆਂ ਦੋ ਗੱਲਾਂ ਤੇ ਜਾ ਸੋਨੀਆ ਸਜਣਾ ਮੈਂ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੋਨਾ ਬਾਬੀ ਜੀ ਯਕੀਨਦਾ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਵੇਖੀ ਵੇਖੀ ਜਾਵਾਂਗੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਬਿਨਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਾਡਾ ਹੁਣ ਕੁਛ ਸਰਨਾ ਵੇਖਣੀ ਅੱਜ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਸੁਖੀ ਬਲੰਦਾ ਵੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੇਰੇ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਆਜਾ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਦੂਰ ਤੁਰ ਜਾਵਾਂ ਆਜਾ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਦਿਲ ਦੀ ਸੁਣਾਵਾ ਆਜਾ ਆਜਾ ਸੋਹਣੇ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਲੌਕਡ ਇਨ ਟੂ ਇਸ ਬੀਟ All right guys, welcome back to This Beats in the studios man. I've got Gary Mr. MMA kick ass. <laughs> Gary Mangit, how you doing man? I'm doing good man. How you doing? Yeah, good man. Um first of all, congratulations on your last fight. Um like we we're saying earlier, I was watching the fight, turn on YouTube, went upstairs to get a cup of tea, come back downstairs the fight's done. So, <laughs> I mean, but that's a good thing though, man. That's yeah. a good thing. Got quickly in and out. Yeah. I apologize for the break there, but uh No, it's all good. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um uh, let me ask you this. You know, what was it about MMA fighting that you decided to jump in? Was the fact, you know, like you know going out every week and getting your head kicked in kind of enticed you like what what was it 
No, man. I've actually, I'd never been in a street fight before that. Okay. Um, it was actually, <clears throat> it was the challenge and being told that I could not do it. Uh, I was told as soon as I even brought up the idea to the crew that I was with at that time, uh, they laughed right away because I was the smallest guy in the group. Right. And so, uh, yeah. So as soon as, as soon as that kind of got brought up, I was like, okay, this is something I need to challenge myself because my whole life I've always been told what I can and I can't, I uh, can't do. And dude, I don't know how fighting found me. It could have <laughs> been anything. I could have been an actor. Could have been a singer. But I didn't feel like I had talent for any of those. But uh, something about the purity of fighting and the challenge of it that made it so hard, man. And honestly, I had no idea what I was getting my, myself into. I still don't know what I've gotten myself into. But it's just, once you're so deep in, you can't pull out now. And you know what? I'm, I'm in here. I'm doing it. And I get the job done. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> man, you could have fooled us while you're in the ring, bro. Um, you know what? Um, let's go back then, kind of like when you're thinking about getting into the UFC. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What were, you, what were your parents thinking? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you were like, where yeah. you go to school, were you working at the time, yeah, probably had like yeah. a blue collar job. Yeah, um, I moved up here from uh, from my hometown, from Williams Lake, BC. Oh, no way, cool, man. Uh, to become an accountant. Uh, <laughs> I was going to BCIT, financial management and yeah. accounting. So uh, it's a totally different side of life. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. so uh, when I told my parents, trust me, my parents are like any other parents, man. They first of all they didn't take me seriously and yeah. rightfully they shouldn't because i've said a lot of things in my life where i'm like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and i've never lived up to it once yeah. it got tough i put it on the back burner and moved on to the next easy path i was looking for yep so this was just another one of those things another thing is they thought it was just uh something i was doing for fun to get the stress off of accounting they didn't know that this had become just an obsession a fire that had been lit and it was just something that every day was just growing and growing and growing my obsession to how hard it was how many different things had to be learned and stuff like that and just the physical and mental aspect of it and it just grew on me every single day and from there it just became a 24 hours at a time obsession and that 24 hours became months and then it became years and now here we are today but do you can you recall or what was the defining moment or some event or what was it like you know what mma this is what i'm gonna do um is there a single pinpoint uh, no there isn't there isn't really a defining moment there's there's moments where i've had to look at myself and say listen you talk a lot of talk now walk the walk for once i had to say that to myself and i know there's a lot of people that can't do that yeah i'm one of them man (laughs) there's a lot of people that can bs through with that but fighting is the most purest thing where you can bs and talk to everybody you want about it but you're going to be in the cage and none of that talk's going to matter yeah. because another guy's coming to take your head off and he doesn't want to, he doesn't care to hear what you have to say. He's yeah. there to do one thing. So for me, it was just how tough it was. It was the defining moment I would say that kept me together was that on my first training session, um, I literally got my rib cracked and my tooth went through my lip and I'm like, I'm done with this. I had an asthma attack in like the first 40 minutes I was there. I have asthma and, um, yeah, and then I sat there, I went to the temple, I sat there, I prayed, I'm like, listen, every time something gets tough, I walk away from it. How about for once I stick with something 24 hours at a time? I really didn't know what I was saying. Like like I said, if someone had shown me the entire timeline of these are the hurdles and roller coasters, I don't know if I would have done this, right? But it's that's the beauty of life. You take everything 24 hours, you take everything a moment at a moment, and you don't know where it's going to lead you and what it's going to take you to. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Had someone show me everything that was going to happen, all the setbacks, everything that was up, probably wouldn't be doing it. I don't think a lot of us would even take the path that we're on right now had we seen where it's all going to end. So I just took it one path at a time and that's it. <laughs> I mean, 
you know what man like, if I went for the first time got my ribs broken I got <laughs> asthma fuck me bro you know what I mean yeah, I, I'd yeah, have been yeah. done a long time ago but um, props to you for hanging in there thank I mean, you thank you I mean success is obviously there um, so let's go back you know you're in the game now you start training you obviously I think you started in Vancouver yes yeah how'd that go and then what was the because now you're out in Montreal yeah you're basically you know training with the big boys which is yeah. really cool to see so can, if you can kind of give me kind of like the synopsis of how it worked out and you know um, and in sense of how like the struggles you went through because a lot of people struggles here we could be here all night you know what like, it's all good man because be one night, thing man. one thing and you know it is like oh yeah man Gary Mangy blah 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 yeah, you know yeah. easy ride this night it's not bro like not, people man. really need to understand the struggles you went through to get yeah. to this point I mean if you can kind of yeah. explain that well, I can just rough, like, I can just kind of sum it up as much as I can because I've been on the road for about seven years now up this path. And, man, I can I can barely sum it up probably an hour. What's happened in the past week leading up to this <laughs> with that fight that just happened? Like, you yeah. know, it's, dude, it's in unreal what kind of stuff you go through. But, uh, yeah, well, like, how it all started was that I went to a bar here on Scott Road and there was a guy who was from Vancouver who was fighting on the UFC that night. I'm like, wow, there's actually a guy from Vancouver is fighting on here. I went and Googled the name that he was from. Then I drove around. And at that time, this was 2008. Uh, 2008, MMA isn't really legal in Vancouver. So right. let alone MMA, MMA gyms. Yeah. So the MMA gyms had to be kind of hidden away in warehouses. So this gym was out in Port Kells. I'd never driven over into Port Kells area. Yeah. It's kind of like hidden away in the yeah. bushes. It's kind of a hidden jewel. Exactly. Yeah. And I drove around for at least three hours. Like I was just driving. My Google map wasn't picking it up. I don't even know if Google map existed in 2000. <laughs> I'm not, but it wasn't very good. Yeah. No, I had that MapQuest. <laughs> I had MapQuest. I had I had printed on a piece of paper yeah. and I'm following it, yeah. and I and I couldn't find the place. And literally, like at the last, second, I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't find it. I just happened to find it, and then from there, fate. Just faith. Like, mm-hmm. like, had I not, had I not just stuck with it for another five minutes, I probably wouldn't even be doing this because I would just would have been like, three hours is a long time to be searching for a place where you're already nervous to even go in and see what yeah. it's all about. You've never done anything. And I was just like, I just happened to find it. The gym was just about to shut down. I'm like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. At least I know where it is. So that's when the next day happened when I got my ribs broken and all that <laughs> stuff and stuff like that. And dude, like... Fast forward from that is that I started training with some of the best guys. Uh, the thing is... I earned respect in the gym through my hard work and dedication. Yeah. I wasn't a talented fighter. I still say I'm not a talented fighter. I don't know the sport. I don't know. I'm not naturally gifted at anything. It's just I've been given three things that my father always taught me. Faith, hard work, and dedication. And I can apply to anything. If I want to become an NBA player, like had I kind of picked this up, I probably could have figured out a way to get there just with those three things in mind. With anything I wanted to do. Yeah. So I had those three things going into it. It was the same three things I used to use in school. And that's where I started picking it up and I started putting the hard work dedication every day it wasn't a hobby people were like oh you know you're doing this for fun no dude this was my obsession when I wasn't in the gym I was on YouTube studying whatever random things I could find I wasn't understanding what like what I was even watching because I didn't know anything I didn't know how to throw a jab a punch a kick a takedown I didn't know how to wrestle I didn't know postures I didn't know movement I didn't know fakes I didn't know anything but I used to download the UFC after the weekend and I used to take notes on it just endless notes how I used to take in lectures in school for accounting it was the same thing but I didn't even know what I was taking notes on like George St. Pierre like why is he moving this way little things uh, nobody was telling me what I was taking notes on I just learned it that way from there just kept building kept building kept building until eventually I got called out by my coaches like listen you've been training for about seven months it's time for you to step in the ring I was like, oh man, this was all fun to say to myself that, yeah, one day I'm going to be in the UFC, one day I'm going to do this. Now I got called out on my bluff. I'm like, 
stomach started turning like i'm ready to cry i'm like dude i'm done with this like you're funny to see this yeah still i still have that moment up until today when i sign a fight yeah. i still have those same butterflies that same anxiety same everything um he's like you're fighting in the states on two weeks notice and um uh like if you watch the ufc randy couture is gonna be there his son's the main event your co-main event this and this and this this guy's from washington he's good he's a hometown guy. i'm like oh my god like this is actually gonna happen dude i got a fever of like 101 i threw like i was puking because i was just so nervous i made myself sick and i went in there and i beat the guy i went three straight rounds with him with like barely no skill i had no skill i just had heart there were submissions that he had me in there was the crazy thing was what didn't make me tap was there was a biker guy in the front row in washington washington kind of has a kind of a redneck kind of area. yeah so this is yeah. where the fights were there's a biker guy in the front who's like rip his brown arm off and send him back dude this guy literally had my arm ready to tap and i'm like no no wow. dude, i couldn't move my arm for three weeks after that fight yeah. but i got that arm buck and that in that moment beat him for the next three rounds won my fight my coaches take me in the back they're like like listen you don't got the skill yet but you have something you can't train hard yeah. so that from there we can build the skill but only some people have heart some people some people back out some people can't get through moments we can build the skill that's that's fine but it's the yeah. heart so from there just kept building kept building kept building eventually won the title the the featherweight title three years down the road um then got recruited up by montreal tristar gym where some of the best fighters and that was a dream come true because i had george st pierre and these guys as my posters and stuff like that and now i was training with those guys and um but the struggle all that struggle in between to even get to montreal to even get there man there was times there was a point where i'd have three jobs uh, my shoulder was popped out. The doctors had told me end this. Uh, my shoulder popped out in the middle of a fight. I had to pop back in in the middle of a fight. Um, I've had my. I couldn't walk. I've had to give up title shots. Financially, just totally just finished because no uh, sponsor support. Uh, parents turning against me. Like yeah. you know, family turning against me. Everyone saying, "Give it up. What's wrong with you?" Just like yeah. there's just so much that is just. I'm hoping one day there'll be a movie. <laughs> right? and, uh, Don't and, worry, I got a new yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. Don't worry about that. One day there'll be a movie, I'm hoping. But I know, like, I know what you mean when you say there's people like, Gary, this, you had it easy, dude, man. I have not had it. It's like, what what you do in the darkness, what you do when the lights are off, you get rewarded in the light. Yeah. But you don't understand what goes on. It's the same thing people say about Mayweather and stuff, right? Like Mayweather, I don't like the whole flash with the money and stuff, but I know people that have gone and trained with Mayweather. They're like, dude, we've never seen somebody with a work ethic stronger than this guy. But it shows, man. It shows. But you know? people are just thinking he's just some sort of cocky guy. Yeah, he is. His personality is. But when it comes to work ethic for the sport, it really is hard work. And that's what it is. Hard work, dedication. This guy's in the gym. Apparently, he does more than anything. Thing. and i've had teammates of mine that have gone there and trained and they've been around some of the world's best fighters and they're like that guy's work i think is uncomparable well i mean look at his record i mean his record yeah. like and he didn't he didn't fight you know whatever he is 47 whatever no whatever yeah, he's exactly. like punk fighters right yeah, you know what i mean yeah. so yeah critics for you but you know what we're gonna play some songs we'll be right back at the short break guys we got gary mangan in the studios man this guy's just crazy
are locked into this piece. Welcome back to the show, guys. This is Dissy Beats. We got uh, Gary Megan in the studios, man. This guy is a deadly force, and his arms and legs, his mouth, nose, ears should be registered with the police because he'll just annihilate you. And you know what I mean, you know. So, but uh, you know what? Thanks again for coming in. Man. I know you got a busy, hectic schedule. Um, part of the show, man. I have a, a segment called the Full Cheap Ones. So basically, what that is like, you know, like a funny story. Like for example, like last time, you know, last night I went to Save On Foods to get some paneer. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find the paneer, and they're all like looking at me. She's like, you know, the goatee's like, what's what's paneer? What's paneer? So you know what I mean? Like I'm sure, in, you know, in your journeys yeah, yeah. of life here, you probably have some sort of story you can maybe share with your fans and you know some of my yeah. listeners. Um. Uh, one of them would be the first time I went to Montreal. Now, now one thing is that I don't get starstruck too easy. Um, especially, like, you know, after you meet a few people, you kind of realize that, like, you know, some people you want to meet, some people you don't, that you've seen on TV and so on. George St. Pierre being one of the best UFC fighters, if not one of the best martial artists, is one of the guys that um, I've looked up to and whose YouTube videos I used to watch as just motivation and stuff like that. Now I get invited up to the gym that he trains at, and I'm like, I'm actually going to see this guy for the first time. The first day we're there, I didn't see him. So I'm just like, okay, one of these days I'm, I'm going to see him. So I'm training in the middle of a training session. I'm with my training partner. And there's like a very simple move that like anybody knows, a single little takedown. And, and out of the corner of my eye, I see him walk in. He's walking in with his suitcase. He always walks in with his Under Armour suitcase. And I literally just did the takedown, like not even looking, looking at George and just plowed right into my teammate's knee and put myself out. And, and I put myself out. And I'm, like, I'm like, oh man. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, George Zapier is here. George Zapier is here. And my lip is like bleeding. And I'm like, he's like, dude, relax. Can I get an autograph? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. like, he's like, relax. One thing we were told was not to go kind of great. But I'm like, dude, like this is one guy. After yeah. that, I can't really think of anybody that I can really meet where I'm like, oh man, it that was kind of like that person. And uh, yeah, put myself out, and then I'm just like, I forgot my name when I was talking to him, <laughs> and I was like, it was. I uh, would too, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you say what you want. I mean, yeah. the legend of the sport, yeah. right? Now, yeah. now getting to know him, one of the most amazing, humble people I've ever met, and yeah. just getting to know our stories are somewhat kind of similar in some ways. Like you know, coming up in a small town, being picked on, um, coming up, and but yeah, that that was the that was my first impression on him and i'm known as the little indian guy in <laughs> no actually you know what i'm known as i'm known as the one accountant that got got away that's what they call me there they're like out of one billion people how did your ass make it here <laughs> there you know what? that's what the coaches always say they're like out of all the billion of people they sent me you <laughs> nah, man, don't kid yourself i'm sure you're doing these guys' taxes at the end of the yeah, year yeah yeah for sure man <laughs> i'm giving them financial advice and management advice trust me they need it man they, yeah. they need it so what was your experience like you know i you well your continued experience you know mm-hmm. obviously it's a huge stepping stone for you being you know with the elite of the elite you know kind of like is it fair to say you know the main part of the sport being in montreal you know it like yeah. i mean i can't even imagine what the experience would be yeah like. it's it, it it's crazy especially when there's a george st pierre training camp going on when yeah. he's getting ready for a fight yeah he's retired now but he's still in the gym training but i got there when he was making his comeback he had come off a very bad injury so there was a lot of hype on george st pierre's comeback there was like 
like like okay here when i'm training at the gym i know if there's media coming in i know if there's a news channel or something and i know those are the people that are going to be there i also know what teammates are going to show up to training because we usually call each other and be like this dude i used to show up to tristar there'd be fox news over here fox sports over here espn over here ufc camera like there'll be more wires of camera just running around filming everything than there would be we'd be signing consensus forms and stuff like that just trying to like let our identity out there and um just being in that environment and then walking in and just randomly seeing all these UFC fighters that I've been watching on TV and just randomly just show up. It just became so normal. You're like, wonder who it's going to be today, right? You'd be yeah. like, Rashad Evans is right there. And this guy's like, you know, guys that you've just seen on on TV and now they're just there right in front of you. Like it became so normal after a while because there was new guys. He was flying in every week and there's new people. There's new type of people. But I'd only seen these people on TV when I was following the sport. Yeah. So that was crazy. And the thing is, the level of training goes up. And the reason the level of training goes up is because you don't know what footage they're going to use for these countdown shows that you see on TV and UFC countdown. You don't want to be on the receiving end of a clip where you're getting the, the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be all oh, Gary. You look like you were getting taken down pretty bad there, even though yeah. you might have been so. Yeah. So everybody turns it up. Up. everybody turns it off when they kind of see a camera like pop, pop. like you know yeah. they're trying we're trying to take each other out yeah and just the level just goes up and it's yeah. uh it's because you don't know what's gonna end up so yeah. the intensity in the place especially when there's like a thing about montreal gym is they always have five six guys on every ufc card yeah so that's pretty crazy you got yeah. you got you huge got experience most man. gyms have one guy that yeah. kind of fights in the ufc but you got five six guys plus each one of those guys has about two to three trainers to each guy yeah plus other training partners they brought in yeah. plus the intensity they're picking up and you say that i'm not training for a fight and i'm sparring a guy that is i i can't spar like i don't have a fight coming up i gotta spar like i have a fight coming up because that guy's gonna spar me that way he'll take my head right off i've seen guys literally like go out like i've been i've seen some of the worst knockouts inside the gym that i've yeah. ever seen in the ufc and that's just how training goes it's just such a hostile environment <coughs> That just makes you cold. You have to become cold in that environment. Well, it's also fair to say being in that environment by not, you know, you assimilate, you know, like, because you're there. Yeah, right? I mean, you, the, you simulate. The training you probably see just by watching must yeah, be just epic. Yeah, that and just the intensity, man. The yeah. intensity can't be compared. I don't I don't see half the intensity in UFC fights than what we see in the training room of yeah. these guys preparing for them. So as much as, like, you know, people are like, oh, he's training with George. How did he get that job? Dude, it's not about going there. I didn't go to Montreal to get George's autograph. I didn't go there to... <laughs> I didn't go there to hang what? out with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went there to train with the best guys. So yeah. if so if anybody's talking about why is why is he go there, dude? I earned my way in there. I I got accepted into the team. I got accepted into the family where the coaches text me like they texted me on the weekend like when are you coming back? You know, like I'm part of that team. I'm part yeah. of that family because I earned my way in. It's not because I went and signed a paper or something like that. I went there. I proved it in training every day. I worked my ass off every single day. I mixed in with where where I added to the team. That's one thing you get. Yeah. Respect in MMA when you add to your team. Yeah. If you're if you're a shitty fighter, they're not adding anything, and no, you don't earn that respect. If I can like if I can beat down one of my training partners, he will shake my hand after. Then a time where he gets an easy round on me, he won't respect me because I haven't pushed him to that point where he has to figure himself out. I'm like a puzzle. He needs to figure himself out, and that's what good training is. Yeah. That's why you travel to different places. You can't train with the same guys, and you can't train with low level guys. Right, you. Yeah. There's certain times you can, but most of the time you can. If you're getting ready for a fight, you gotta train with guys always better than you. A lot of guys are scared to go into that discomfort of training with guys better because their ego every day will be broken down, and they don't want to feel that. Yeah. Those are the guys that never really make it. 
It's like, if you notice, if you talk to UFC fighters, if you talk to high level fighters, they are some of the most humble people because their ego is broken down every single day. Yeah. So look at guys like George. His personality is amazing. I've, that guy's more respectful than like some of the amateur fighters around here who yeah. just walk around with their head high. Dude, that guy's the best fighter in the world. He has yeah. every reason to be cocky. He has every reason to have an ego. I know, man. Right? It's because... Yeah. Cockiness is ugly, man. He's the student. <clears throat> he's a student and he it's, it's yeah. a humble process. Yeah. Do you think... Um, you know, I'm going to play the racial card here. Being an opera, did that have any factor in anything that you feel, or it was just all hard work? Didn't matter if you colored your skin. Um, no, I don't think it had a factor. It had, um, um, it was hard work. It was hard work. The one thing is, had I gone into, like, I'm not in the UFC yet. I'm hoping yeah. that it's coming very soon. Yeah. Had I gone in the UFC when I was say four and or something, not four and one. You can play the race, the race card on me. You can say, listen, man, this guy got in because it's a four and record, and nobody else gets in. My record's seven and one now. Yeah. My record's better than a lot of the weight division that I'm trying to get in. That's already in the UFC. Right. So they can't even play the race card on me anymore. Yeah. They can't pull that shit on me anymore now. Yeah. Because had I got in around four and all, I'm like, okay, they need an Indian guy. They need the Indian market. That's why they're picking me up and this and yeah. that they can't play that shit on me anymore because i am top ranked now yeah. i am number two ranked in washington now after beating that guy on the weekend i made him look like it was number 10 that's just yeah. me that that was the hard work that wasn't me playing some race card yeah right um yes i have a market that i can capture yes i can do all that stuff um i do have a lot of opportunities but as far as the the basis of what i have to perform at which is in a cage to earn that i still have to do it with the normal ranked guys man i don't get any kind of pushover dude it's not it's not just some made up yeah there. no of course man um right. speaking of indian um let's talk about uh, the trip to india i know for me personally and a bunch of us that are mma fans mm-hmm. i mean say what you want about the league out there whatever the fight was but it was cool bro like it was honestly it was like crazy. wow i'm like you know our boys out there you know doing yeah. some damage i mean you talk about the experience it was sanjay that's uh, yeah that was that's still like like the league that i just fought for on the weekend that was that same league okay cool so oh, this, I did, oh, I didn't yeah know yeah was a, that was that's cool, a foul this was the first they wanted to bring that league from yeah. india to america that's why they got me on the card they wanted to call me an event and no, they were like business fine. savvy exactly oh, so, so that's what it was that's why they were so pumped up about it. That's why they repped it so much. Because finally, um, this is the first time an Indian fought on the league outside of India. Um, but as far as the New Delhi show goes, dude, that was... Psh, I I still tell all these guys. I'm like, thank you so much for that moment. Like, I didn't sign. I didn't re-sign with these guys after but yeah. uh, at that time. But the thing is, that moment they gave me and the way they did it was just... Are you a rock star, bro? It, and I remember that's we were really, talking about it afterwards. Dude, all these actresses It's, it's the only way that you can put it because it really was that because <laughs> it was two different lives, man. Yeah. Like, like I live here. I can walk around here. Yeah, I'll meet people that yeah. know me and stuff like that. But no one's jumping on me. No one's jumping on my back. No one's grabbing my leg. India, they were doing that. And that was insane. That was like... Like, okay, just the lead up to it. Got off at the airport, uh, went to our hotel, and everybody knew we were going to be there. And I was like, holy crap, what's going on? Is there some Bollywood actor staying here? They're like, no, man, it's you guys. They're putting hars on us. I was like, you know, they're doing, like, proper, like, matai and stuff. I'm like, what's going on here, right? So all that stuff's going on. Then they're like, okay, we got to rush you guys to go do this interview. You got to do this. So all this crazy. Then the weigh-ins came. The weigh-ins is the day before the fight where you step on the scale. You got to be at that weight. Now, when I do weigh-ins here usually just the media and probably yeah. like whatever yeah, like yeah, the yeah. team the other fighters coaches come yeah. and they stand there dude there was the new delhi mall whatever it's called like their big new delhi mall there three four stories every floor was packed every floor was packed and there was a media section downstairs that where i would say easily 300 cameras or something and 
Oh man, when they called the Indian fighters, which was I was representing India on that one. Um, I came out, stepped on the scale, dude. The energy just made me go ballistic. Like I usually step out pretty like um, calm, dude. I lost it. Like just <laughs> the cameras, like the camera flashes uh, blinded me. Uh, people am up there, and the amount of tweets I got of people from different angles. I didn't even know people knew my Twitter and stuff yeah. up there. I'm just sitting in my hotel room after. Then we get off the scale. We're getting dressed. People are breaking through the security through the back to come get pictures, like mothers, girls. Uh, guys, like just it was, this a, this dude. It was crazy, man. My coach was making fun of me because he was like, he's like, he kept posting on Facebook. He's like, yeah, we're up to about eighty thousand on him. He's worth about that much now. But then, uh, but then the next day, now the fight, the fight day. So that was already good. I'm like, dude, this is nothing. Like we're yeah. looking at all the newspapers coming in. There was Times of India, that's a big newspaper there. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Hindustan Times and everything. Yeah. Like that dude, we're on the cover or at least in there somewhere with our picture every single day leading up to that Saturday from Monday to Saturday there was every single day there was a picture so is the sport that big there they it's because or is it it's the because, way they marketed it or? it's not the marketing it's because think about it there was Bollywood presence behind it fair enough Bollywood yeah. presence has a lot of money to put it to the papers so they're like SFL Bollywood entertainment this and this Bipasha was uh, performing yeah. she was the opening act with uh, the other girl I forgot what her name is but uh, you get her digits <laughs> oh, where her digits would be like 11 digits I wouldn't be able to put them in my phone <laughs> that plus 911011 yeah. oh, um, sorry man I had to ask. <laughs> and uh, yeah it was uh but that's cool though man getting like because even like let's take MMA there they do yeah. the cricket yeah. cricket during that six weeks is the number one watch sport yeah, and the number one grossing sport in the world yeah. I mean that's kind of cool man yeah um, and like just the next day was just like after the fight <clears throat> um, when the bus was coming in like okay then the anxiety always hits me I always get mad butterflies and stuff like that. I get nervous like you know as much as a confident as I am I get nervous before every fight. I don't hide it. I'm yep. scared. I don't know what my opponent can. Anything can happen. I can get embarrassed in front of the world that day. Yeah. You know, especially India and the fight was uh, worldwide live stream. You guys were all watching yeah, it here. Yeah, we were all watching it. At yeah. six o'clock in the morning here, so yeah. it was six p.m. out there, and the bus was pulling up, and I've never seen such a long line to get into a building, dude. It was like at least six blocks long. Whoa. People just lined up. Then what happened was I was in the cage. You get to feel out the cage before the show goes live, and I guess they open up the doors all at once or something. And I guess it wasn't assigned seating for the upper levels and stuff. It was wherever you can get a seat because the Bollywood uh, red carpet was on the ground. They already have their seating. They know they're going to be sitting on the floor. But everybody above. This is random. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, you just see these people filing through those tunnels. You know, like when you go into your section, you file up and you just spread out. Dude, I was like standing in the middle and I was just looking around, just filling up seats. I was like, this is for real. This is freaking for real, man. I lost like my breath in that moment. (laughs) Then after the fight, when I won the fight, I choked the guy out in the second round. Every takedown I did, I heard 12,000 people. I think it was 10,000, 12,000 people cheering. It was literally would make the cake shake. And when I won the fight, that's when the shit hit the fan. Yeah. It was, I got the, the submission of the night that night. And what happened was I went into the crowd just to see these other people that had come out from UK to watch me. And I just wanted to go say hi. I do that here all the time here too. I go see my family after. Nobody comes and jumps me. Nobody says, yeah. they, they're like, good job, Gary, good job. Like everyone's very like, you know, yeah. dude, it was three sections next to me filed out and surrounded me and security had told us they're like don't go out there i didn't know what the hell that means i'm like okay i won't go out there i'm just gonna go say hi (laughs) dave i i'm not shitting you there was people crowd surfing their babies into my arms so i can quickly take a picture (laughs) then crowd surfing the baby back it was crazy there's people that are like we came from amritsar we came from Chandigarh, we came from here, came from here, I was like, dude, this is Proud crazy. moment, man. It was I a mean, crazy moment. And the thing is, like, 
yeah, the Bollywood people down here, like, you know, they're like, oh, we don't want to take pictures. Me, dude, I was eating it up because I was like, I am one of these people. I'm no different than them. Yeah, for right? sure, man. If I could give somebody a moment, like, I've stood in line for two, three hours to get, like, an autograph of somebody. Yeah, we all have. I, exactly, yeah. I've been there. If these are the, like, let me do it. And security is like, yo, it's a security factor. I'm like, they're doing nothing. There's always seven-year-old kids grabbing at me. What are they going to do? Yeah. Right? Let You'll me take sign. them down. Yeah, let me sign, <laughs> picture, let me do whatever. People yeah. pulling on my shoulder. Yeah. Then after I won the submission of the night, and what happened was, all the people were filed around the cage all the time, yep. and I told my teammate, I'm like, listen, hold my check. They gave you a big-ass check for the submission, and they made it very dramatic. Yeah. And I'm like, he didn't see what had happened earlier when I said all those people filed around. I wanted to show him, because he's been with me since day one. I gave him a check, and I ran into the crowd. Dude, it was like ants jumping <laughs> on you. <laughs> and I was just like, the bus was two hours late for me, yeah. because I'm like, dude, I want to sign everything. I want to take every picture. I don't yeah. want to leave them standing. I want to do it. Like, there's a, That's like, good on you, man. Good on you, honestly. Yeah. They were just like, like security was kind of baffled dude they're yeah. like why you why do you want to stay go like everyone's waiting i'm like yeah. no dude this is like this is cool like so, you know it's a lifetime moment is yeah, it fair to say one of the most epic moments of it, your life it is the yeah. most epic so. moment, like so far that uh, until i take the ufc to india this yeah. so far but it's like i still get like face uh like on my fan page i get tags of someone like going oh you signed this or someone like that's when i saw cool, saint man. lion i'm like dude that's so cool like it's so sitting cool. in someone's house where they're like probably look at it and probably makes them happy i'm hoping yeah, that like they have sure. that moment like every autograph holds a moment yeah. i know every autograph i have is yeah. like dude i remember when i, I remember this yeah. i have that moment for a bunch of people which is really cool yeah no it's so, wicked man we're in the studios with uh, gary megan man mma fighter based out of here the 604 uh gonna play some songs we'll be right back shortly man this is busy beats I'm not 
Welcome back to the show. This is Dizzy Beats. We got MMA fighter Gary Megan in the studios, man. Uh, repping the 604. Um, how you doing so far, man? I'm good, man. Having yeah, a good time. That's good, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I say something offensive, don't knock me out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a pretty calm guy. Man. I'm a pretty calm guy. Um, another segment on the show, I do like a... It's called... It's a basic bakwas moment. You know, something... I don't know how to explain it. It's like bakwas. You know, it may... You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> that may have pissed you off, or you know, you're seeing something in the sport that you don't like, or something. You know what I mean? Something that you think. Um, I'm sure you had tons, man. I know. There's so much that has become normal to trash talking a point so, where yeah, you said the, something stupid that really pissed you off. I don't know. There's so much BS around me where it's become normal. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> well, I could imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Drawn blanks. Share one with me. Oh me? Yeah. Like okay, like for example, like um, I think Bakwas moment for me. Like I'm a big soccer fan. I don't think I think there's not enough opportunity they get allowed to play in the sport. I'll give you my story. When I played, you know, semi-pro, whatever, I was probably better than most of the defensemen on the team, but I didn't play one game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's okay. it was utter Bakwas. Oh, yeah, I got the Bakwas moment then. There we go. What do we got? All right. For me, I would say okay, okay. First of all, we pride ourselves on what our warrior mentality and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. We speak it. We live it. We stand cow. Especially in Surrey, we all think we're really yeah, we're all think, yeah, we all think yeah, we all think right. Like, yeah. But why is there not one guy who has made it to the UFC? Why is there not one guy? Where we're the biggest population of people. So why is there nobody that's really <clears throat> lived up to those values yet? It's Bakwas, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I yeah, agree. In anything. In anything. Soccer. And, and it really anything. comes down to a community factor. Yeah, I was Let, Like, people need to be supported who step out. Yeah. Let people take a chance. It's not long to drive. Stop pulling people <laughs> right back into the circle of, of normalcy. Yeah. It's, it's such BS. And that's probably the thing that I battle with the most because... There are days where I want to go back to like, you know, nine to five stable because yeah. everybody around me is doing it and it seems like everybody's doing perfect, but nobody has stories like me. Nobody has moments like me. Nobody has stuff where I can probably sit down with my kids one day and never have to open up a book for a bedtime story because I can just speak on my own experience and put them yeah. to sleep every night. Yeah. Right. So that's where like as a community, there's so much talent in our community, but yet we don't support it. And if we do support it, we support somebody else's kid just because we think if someone fails, at least it's not coming back on us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Half-ass support, man. Half-ass support. Yeah, it's totally like how... Oh, oh, That's a very good point, But you know what? Put your kid in it. Let your kid take a chance. I bet your kid wants to do it, but no, you're like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, trust me. I And the thing is, I heard it too. I am so lucky to have parents that kind of came around that, and now they're just like the biggest fans of 
the sport, yeah, that was huge because my parents <clears throat> were that too, and it's completely normal because 99% of our community's parents and friends and stuff are that yeah. that they laugh at the person who comes up with an idea that isn't normal, that yeah. isn't somehow something we hear every day, yeah. and I think that's what we need to break down because we always uh, we always hear like you know everyone chase your dreams this and this and this, but. Um, as far as support goes on that, I don't think we really support it because I don't know. I think there's just a lot of hate and a lot of, <laughs> a, a lot of, lot of yeah. yeah a lot you of, know, what? I agree with you, and I'm not gonna lie. First time I heard that you're going, you know, an MMA fighter, and I, it, this wasn't a mean thing. It's just, it's just a natural thought being from that generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe his parents are letting him do this. Yeah, yeah. Not because I was surprised. It's just, yeah. it's just one of those automatic questions yeah. you think. Like, I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. Now, you know, if anything, we encouraged you, right? But, um, you know, like, oh, so let's talk about the culture because it's really important. First of all, you know, how has the culture embraced you? Probably after you started, you know, winning and getting all the flash. Like Saturday. Um, yeah, like Saturday. <laughs> they started embracing me on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, hey, I tweeted you. I asked you on Twitter, man. I didn't get a retweet. I didn't get a retweet. Um, and, and coming back to that, how do you think we can change as a culture to bring more maybe not just the sport of MMA but generally like you know whether it's anything. I think I think it's too late now for the generation that's doing it right now I agree with but you but I'm gonna say my kids yeah I gotta plant a seed in them to do what they want but just have a good intention about it and know that you truly want it and go do what you want yeah right so now i'm hoping that the next year and i think it might just happen i think now we're kind of like open-minded a bit more because first generation is usually our parents right they just came from india and Mm -hmm. and whatnot um but now it's up to us like you know i want to support like i always talk about this i one day when i have kids if they want to be fighters they can be fighters i don't i'm not forcing anybody to do anything i'm not but i want them to be open and i want them to accept because the thing is if we support our own children then they will be accepting of everybody else and and i'm not just talking about in their dreams i'm talking about culturally racially and everything like that that's what mixed martial arts has really taught me is to open up my heart in every way to accept every kind of religion everywhere of culture every kind of mindset even mindsets that don't make sense to me that's like dude you're totally just messed up in the head but yeah. i still listen i still <clears throat> want to know where are you coming from where it's because mixed martial arts has made me do that i have to see the root of everything and that's that's and i think that's the only way to do it i think as far as it goes right now like 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 look at these kids right now man these kids are shooting each other up they're trying to make a hundred bucks off a bag of weed and they're killing each other over that like like the cops are laughing at this because they're calling it petty drug dealing or something like you don't even get the proper name for it like you're not even pushing heavy stuff you're pushing (laughs) an ounce or something that whatever these guys are doing and you know what, man? It's these fuckers ruined my night because now I can't go out to watch the Pacquiao fight. I'm so scared, man. I'm gonna just get it from home. I'm I can't. I well, one thing that like, I used to love to you know, do every I night. I want to go to the pub and watch yeah, the fight. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna go. Yeah, one thing that I used to love to do every night and used to inspire me was run the streets of Surrey. Yeah, I used to run, love yeah, running on them. I used to love running Probably, on one. I think I tried to run you yeah. over a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I, I used to love <laughs> running on 120. As much as people are gonna hate on. Uh, like Surrey and stuff I used to love it because I used to love seeing the people and stuff like that just to get an idea of who I'm representing I don't think it's safe to do that anymore I gotta run on a stupid ass treadmill every night and I hate <laughs> that and I, it's like I'm staring at a wall Stalled a, a wall does not motivate me in any way yeah right? no I so understand that, that's one thing and I think it's because these kids have been so planted in their head make money make money make money that's it make money in whatever way you can 
whatever conniving way you can whatever I, I, like i don't know if they've been installed honest ways like me i like you know there's a lot of people around me i'm not work hard make whatever money you can but work it hard don't cheat anybody don't screw yeah. anybody don't do it and honestly fighting is like you know you can't really screw anybody other than beating the guy yeah. but as far as like these kids they're not really taught any other value than money and they need it they need the fast cars they need the fast living so what's the best way to do it without an education start selling start yeah. selling something and now oh I'm gonna run this block I'm gonna run that block I'm gonna shoot this guy over this dude it's so it's so sad it's so garbage and like I don't know I don't know it's it's really sad like I came back from Montreal and it's just become so common I call back to Montreal every night and I'm like yeah another one another one yeah it's so common it's yeah. messed up man yeah, it's, it's, really it's messed, messed up. up I mean you know and, and it sucks too because you represent the culture in a certain that's, way. That's what it is. I how, represent the culture yeah. a certain way. So I go somewhere else like, oh, you're from there? Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you pack a gun? Yeah, like, exactly. And like, and the thing is, I, I'm not from Surrey. I'm from Williams Lake, but I represent Surrey. It doesn't I'm matter, re- yeah. yeah. I represent Vancouver yeah. because when I moved here is yeah. when I was inspired to do what I do. So when people are like, you're not even from the 604. You don't even represent mm-hmm. Vancouver. No, dude. It's when I came here that I felt like, holy crap, like this city was like an open playground to me where i yeah. came from a small city where you either work in the mill you either do something else you leave a small town to find this land of opportunity yeah right just like our parents came from india to find this land of opportunity we us from small towns do the same thing and so that's why i represent the 604 i represent i'm not from it i'm from the 250 yeah but if the 604 is what i represent and it's but I do take pride in Surrey still. There's still a lot of good people here. There's amazing yeah, sure. people here, right? I agree. So a few bad apples, like 21 guys over, a, like, was it half of something like that? Yeah, people or something. Yeah. There's a lot of good people and there's a lot of good things going on. And I do still represent it. I still talk proudly of it. And I'm just hoping that there'll be change. Like, you know, I went to a high school, did a motivational speech the other day. And I can tell that these kids want a chance. They want to find something fun to do. They want to do something different. Step out the box. That's the next generation right there. Yeah. Right. And you got to go in there and you got to teach them hard work, hard work. Somewhere that shit got lost. Somewhere the idea of hard work, dedication, or anything got lost. You know what? It's a, it's one of those things where yeah, there's a bunch of factors, but you know there's what? And I actually talked about it on last week's show. I don't know yeah. if you ever tune in, but you know what? I'm sorry to say, man, but mums as well. The mums, yeah. you know, they they I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I bring that up, and know? people get defensive on me. They can't blame the parents. You can't blame the. Well, who else you can blame? Well, man? people are like, you know, the the kids they surround themselves with their circle, and it has all those factors to do with it has all those factors to do with it but there's always one trigger there's always one trigger and yeah there's always one trigger and i also think like you can't blame the parents entirely because most parents are trying to financially take care of their family so they're working those extra hours they're working those long hours i'm not speaking for everyone but from a few like you know i'm just like you know you're probably talking about a completely different niche that you witness and i'm talking about something different and like you know you see hardworking parents putting in the overtime they're not around for their kids that's the problem that, that is the problem see kids don't want money yeah nobody wants money yeah. I will take recognition yeah. over money any day yeah. you talk to most people at work mm-hmm. right yeah money's great but they just want to be recognized yeah, yeah. if you cannot recognize your own kids yeah right you know what I mean then what's the point like and at the end of the day I, I, I understand what you're saying you can't blame the parents you know mm-hmm. dad's working two jobs yeah he's you know forced to buy an $800,000 house mm-hmm. bought his bratty son a Corvette which he's paying for yeah comes home from a double shift yeah last thing he wants is bullshit at home he just yeah. wants to put on the TV yeah. and not hear anything exactly 
you know, and it's a vicious okay. cycle. But that's but what it is. You know what? It is what it is, man. But you know what? Let's get to the most important question of the day: is when are we gonna see you? In the UFC, or is one of the UFC going to be in you, bro? <laughs> uh, when are you taking it to India? I know. I, I want it to be soon. We're talking to them right now. We're trying cool. to see what's going on. Just the thing is, right now, the talent over in India hasn't been developed, and the market for MMA in India hasn't been fully developed. Right. That's the only thing. They do have it on CTV, or they have it on some channel. They're playing UFC all the time. They play yeah. them for free. The pay-per-views we pay for, they pay. Uh, they play for free in India. Just so they can get people to tune in. Cool. It's just, uh, and they're gonna, they're working on a game plan of putting a lot of Bollywood names behind it, like you know. I think it'll help. It does help. Yeah. It definitely helps. Like look at uh, that pro, Abadi League. Yeah. Right. They got picked up. They got picked yeah. up because apparently they did a because I was with Amir Khan's manager on the weekend. He came to my fight, and uh, he was like, "Dude, now one in four people watch pro." Abadi League. One in no. four people in India. That's a billion percent. One in four watch it now. What's that like? it's more ratings than you get for like the FIFA Cup and stuff yeah right and and before Abadi was what on PTC where there was a bunch of Bobbies sitting there just like watching like it wasn't anything yeah. it wasn't recognized or, but now they got like uniforms on them and I think that's the same thing they're gonna have to do for MMA right they gotta they gotta put kind of brand recognition of Bollywood actors who are like yeah gonna they, they're up. gonna have to brand it I think they, they their way to they they're gonna to be out. something you know, hopefully yeah. Dana White will be cool and with it, I'm over that they just picked me up in the UFC where people are just like oh man there's an Indian guy let's just see what this is all about yeah and that's where my the mystique of the Gary mystique, yeah exactly that's awesome man yeah um you know what man it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the studio thank you uh, it was a great conversation yeah, I, really, I thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> um, really appreciate you being open and honest about the culture thank very you. very rare that we get you know people of your you know caliber and your you know influence mm-hmm. that are able to openly speak about that um uh, some um, words of advice for your, you know, because there's a lot of people listening that, you know, there may be one or two that may want to go to the MMA. Yeah. Any words for them? Word of advice for anything, man. It would be whether it's MMA, whether it's anything, go into anything with an open mind. Um, don't expect anything from it. That's one thing. Don't expect anything from it. When I was first doing it, I was like, oh, I'm going to be in the UFC in two years. I didn't know what that even meant. I thought you had to win, like, you got to sign up in, like, a Vancouver tournament here at Capilano College, <laughs> and you fight that in the UFC. No, I didn't understand the, the struggle, the ladder, and everything. And embrace the struggle. Embrace the freaking struggle. Embrace it as something positive. It's hard on days. There's days when, um, dude, there's days when I've wanted to quit this sport easily at least 200 times, like 300 yep. times. Right? I've walked away from it. I've had doctors try to pull me away from it. I've had concussions where doctors are like, dude, you're better off if you want to see your kids, if you want to live a life, if you don't want to be like Ali with your hand shaking and shit, you quit now. Dude, I've had all those days. I've had those in Montreal where I went there to train. Instead, I've spent more time in a hospital and stuff like that. These are all the struggles that people don't know about, but what builds you, what builds you into the person you are, right? So yeah. you, I will only be judged by my performances in the cage, but you don't know what happens before that. Yeah, the struggle that leads up to it. But just embrace the grind. When you can embrace it for yourself, that's when that's when you'll start enjoying it and just enjoy the journey. That's really it. Whatever you do. I don't care if you're fighting, I don't care if you're doing gymnastics, I don't care if you're doing school, whatever you're doing, that's what you have to do. Cool man, uh, shameless promotion time. Someone wants to get a hold of you, you know, send you their baby to get, you know, their head stamped <laughs> with their autograph and stuff. How can yeah. they get a hold of you? Where can they, where can they find out about you, bro? Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Saint Lion, S-A-I-N-T. 
Lion, L-I-O-N, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. Always on it. Yeah, always he's a Twitter to... junkie, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's cool. But see, the Best thing place is... Best to get hold you. Yeah, that's the... But see, the thing is... Exactly, <laughs> yeah. it is. But see, yeah. the thing is, I'm not a YouTuber who's putting up videos every week. I'm not one of those people. I only fight every three, four months. Yeah. If I'm not on, if I'm not on Twitter and Instagram... You're gonna forget me. You're never gonna know what's going on about yeah. me. I'm just randomly gonna pop him on the scene for like what three minutes on Saturday, meet <laughs> the guy, and disappear for another six months. You're never gonna be like, where'd he go? Yeah. He won this fight, now he's gone. This way, you get to follow the journey in a way. I try to put out inspirational stuff. I try to put out fitness videos. I try to put out something that can help your day while you're still in tune with mine. Because at the end of the day, I call I have a hashtag Team Saint Lion, hashtag Team Saint Lion, and. It's kind of like a journey. It's kind of like I want everybody to kind of like be inspired by it and we all kind of move forward together. While I'm training for my fights, I want you to take whatever words or video or some sort of motivation and put it towards your workout, put it towards your goal, whatever you're doing. That's what I have to do. I have to keep building it together. It's not just about me. It's I go and fight. I go and use all my words and put them there. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to inspire with this. This is the community I'm trying to change, the community that's messed up, the community that's shooting each other. <laughs> this is my mission. This is These are the people, right? Yeah. Fighting is the purest art. If I don't think half the people would take me seriously if i was like a world chess player right you know what i mean P- fighting is always so pure it'll happen at the bar it'll happen at home it'll happen with your wife and husband oh it's so pure that you can't help but relate to it yeah and watch it and then all of a sudden there's this guy who talks respectful and humbly and kind of has inspirational you're like no the fights that i know is usually a guy swearing and some guys come at me and this and this that's not that's not who i am that's not what i am at all yeah that's but i I can hold my own pretty good. <laughs> well, you know what, man? Contrary to property belief, you are extremely influential. Um, you're an asset to our culture. Um, I can't say that enough. I really hope and pray, you know, things go well for you. Uh, the UFC picks you up. It's just a matter of time, in my opinion. And you continue to take our culture and kind of move it forward. So for that, man, I thank you. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, Gary Mangan, man, in the studios, man, MMA fighter. Thank Thanks you, guys. A lot, guys. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. Back, back some music. We're going to play some back down. He uh, was in the video as oh, well. Yeah, I was in that Peace video. Peace out, baby. Right here on this beat. <laughs> Take care. Yeah.
down from a challenge No matter what the odds against me were Cause I'd rather try and fail than not and wonder But I would never fail, I would not go under No wonder they won't go toe to toe with me I'm no fun to compete against Won't rest till I defeat the rest And the people attest that when I step in the building They say he's the best, yes Dushman Tata Ke Sanu Dur Di Nakhe Ni
are locked into this piece. Hey guys, it's time now for the doctor to check your ass. Dr. Reminisces in the house. Um, great topic today. This is a general topic that I want to talk about because I get tons and tons of questions and emails uh, regarding getting in the scene, what you need to do. So I got some good news for you guys, man. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I actually do, you know, entrepreneurship. I teach and help artists on the social media aspect, the business side of th things, and I'm about to set up a, a consulting side so I can help you guys that is, you know, those of you guys that need help, I can help you guys out with social media, all this sort of stuff that I do that you want to do, I'm going to be able to help you guys out, man. Um, I'll set that up on the website real soon, www.djreminis.com. You know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, for a few bucks or whatever it is, I'll come and sit with you, consult with you, sit for an hour over a Google Hangout or Skype or something, we can go through whatever you want, sessions, talk about your game plan, um, whatever it may be, I'm here willing to help you guys. Unfortunately, it's not going to be free because I also need to get paid for the time that I spend. I mean, it's only fair, man. I got bills to pay too, so I want to have that up front. Again, but I'm not here to say I'm going to charge you, you know, $50 million to sit down with you. That's not what I'm saying, right? Anything that I make or anything I do off the show, I reinvest back into the show. I reinvest, I reinvest back into my equipment, so it's not like... You know, you're paying something, I'm going to be driving a Mercedes around. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I know a lot of you guys ask for it. You know, and when you listen to this, I give you guys free stuff all the time anyways. You know what I mean? Like, whether or not you take my advice or not is totally up to you. But if you actually are serious, want to get on the platform, especially with social media, because that's kind of like my expertise, I will help you, guide you, set stuff up for you, get it to a point. We can discuss your future, discuss your plans, whether, you know, you're a singer uh, whatever piano player you're mixing mastering whatever it may be anything to do with arts and entertainment i am willing to help you even businesses if you got a business i'll help you get on the social media you know platform because i want i want you to understand something marketing social media is you can't treat it as a job it's a lifestyle okay getting yourself out there is a lifestyle and that's a mindset shift change that you need to understand so i haven't figured out what i'm going to do with the cost if you guys are interested you know email me imdgreminis at gmail.com we'll figure something out um at the moment i have no idea um you know how it's gonna go out or what i'm gonna do because i do help people now as we speak but i just i just don't have the time to in the sense of you know like offering and when someone emails me like it's got to be in a controlled environment that's all i'm saying to help you guys out okay so we're gonna get that done real soon uh, make sure you check out the website um www.djreminis.com i'm also on facebook man facebook.com uh for this show it's uh Dizzy beats fm or my personal page the reminisce and of course youtube uh, make sure you go to youtube youtube.com slash dj reminisce check out the videos share the videos subscribe to the page because when you subscribe to the page just like when you subscribe to my soundcloud pod podcast and stuff you're up to you're you know you're with the latest and greatest up-to-date information that's really important so let's get back to the music we've got the old school record of the week man we're gonna play some anomica right here i remember these guys man anomica was absolutely epic their outfits were crazy google that shit man anomica right here on this beats old school record of the week
ਲੱਤ ਨੂੰ ਹਲਾਈ ਹੌਲੀ ਹੌਲੀ ਗਿੱਧੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਲੱਤ ਨੂੰ ਹਲਾਈ ਹੌਲੀ ਹੌਲੀ ਗਿੱਧੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਲੱਤ ਨੂੰ ਹਲਾਈ ਬੋੜ ਖੰਦਰਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਛਣਕਾਈ ਨੀ ਸੁਣ ਨੱਚਣ ਵਾਲੀਏ ਹਣ ਪਤਲੇ ਜ ਲੱਤ ਨੂੰ ਹਲਾਈ ਨੀ ਸੁਣ ਨੱਚਣ ਵਾਲੀਏ ਹਣ ਪਤਲੇ ਜ ਲੱਤ ਨੂੰ ਹਲਾਈ ਨੀ ਸੁਣ ਨੱਚਣ ਵਾਲੀਏ ਸਨਿਆਰ ਕੋਲ ਚੰਜ ਰੱਖ ਰਾਦ ਪਹਿਲਾ ਮੈਂ ਵੀ ਦੇਖਾ ਮੋਰਾ ਵਾਂਗ ਪਾਂਗੀ ਵਾਂਗ ਸੁਪਨੀ ਮੇਲਦੀ ਆਉਂਗੀ ਵਾਂਗ ਸੁਪਨੀ ਮੇਲਦੀ ਆਉਂਗੀ ਰਹਿ ਬਚ ਕੇ
मेरी गल्ला ने कमी कोई नहीं छड़नी मन तो बहुत पर गाल मैं नहीं कड़नी और अब बैठा उत्ते है सब वेखता मेहनत करी जो दिन आना वे हर एक मेरे जखम हजे है लाल आपे मिलूगा फलनी चलनी मैं चल बहुत होया सी मेरा माड़ा हाल मैं की कह जब लोग पूछते सवाल मेरी हर गल का है कोई टारगेट याद है सब नहीं किया मैं फॉरगेट समझ तेन आपे आ जाऊगा जद यह गाना रिपीट लगाऊगा सुन वाला सुन के उठ जाऊगा लव ज्यादा तीर जड़ा भी हूं खाऊगा मेरे को तेरी हर गल का जवाब शुक्रिया मैं पूरे करने को माँ प्यो ने कभी भी नहीं बिगाड़िया मैं आप पूरे किते जिले सगे मेरे नारे हूं जरा मैं अपना रुख मोड़ना जिन्हें भी तंग किया उसे नहीं बोलना वेख वेख मैनू बोता लोग सड़ दे सड़ सड़ के गंदिया गल् कर दे जेडे बंदे मेरे राधा रोड़ा मैं गल्ला उन्होंने अज तोड़ा जरा भी चाहता मैं थले खिंचना मैं सीधी गल करनी अच हिचकिचना जिस जिसने वेखाई औकात तहू की लगया मैं भैना हथ तिहार ऐसी थोड़ा वैम मेरा कख नहीं बिगड़िया मैं तो कैमो कैम जिस जिसने किया मैनू डिच तुम जाके वड़ो हूं
ਤਾਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਟੂਣਾ ਵੀ ਕਰਾਇਆ ਤੇ ਤੇਰੀ ਮੇਰੀ ਲੋਕਾਂ ਜੋਰ ਪੂਰਾ ਲਾਇਆ ਕਈਆਂ ਨੇ ਤਾਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਟੂਣਾ ਵੀ ਕਰਾਇਆ ਤੇਰੀ ਮਾਸੀਆਂ ਤੇ ਚਾਚੀਆਂ ਨੇ ਪ੍ਰੈਸ਼ਰ ਵੀ ਪਾਇਆ ਸਭ ਕੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਤੇਰੇ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਸਾਥ ਤੈਨ ਪਾਇਆ ਆਉਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਆ ਦਸੰਬਰ ਤੋਂ ਡਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਪੁੱਤ ਜੱਟ ਦਾ ਨਾ ਕਹੇ ਤੋਂ ਡਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਤੇ ਮੈਂ ਫਿਲਮ ਬਣਾਉਣੀ ਸੈ ਪਰਿਵਾਰ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਦਿਖਾਉਣੀ ਯੋ ਯੋ ਦੀ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਤੇ ਮੈਂ ਫਿਲਮ ਬਣਾਉਣੀ ਸੈ ਪਰਿਵਾਰ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਦਿਖਾਉਣੀ ਫੜ ਮੇਰਾ ਲੜ ਨਿਤ ਪੋਣੀ ਤੇ ਕਰਾਉਣੀ ਕਾਕੇ ਦੀ ਨੀ ਸਾਲ ਪਿੱਛੋਂ ਲੋੜੀ ਵੀ ਮਨਾਉਣੀ ਆਉਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਆ ਦਸੰਬਰ ਉਹ ਹੁਣ ਯਾਰਾਂ ਦਾ ਨੰਬਰ ਆਉਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਆ ਦਸੰਬਰ ਉਹ ਹੁਣ ਯਾਰਾਂ ਦਾ ਨੰਬਰ ਸੁਖ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦਾ ਲੱਭਦਾ ਕਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਸੁਖ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦਾ ਲੱਭਦਾ ਕਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਹਾਏ ਨੀ ਰੱਬ ਖੈਰ ਕਰੇ ਪਰਟੀਨ ਜਾ ਵੀ ਖਾਨਾ ਵਾ ਨਿਤ ਦੋ 
Bobby, it's about that time where the show is almost done, but we do have some music left over to play. But before we get to the music, I just want to say, man, City of Bhangra, Denny's, you know what? They're presenting a massive night, Thursday, May 28th, along with A-Town. That's right, A-Town presents Taza Beats, a throwback. What's special about this, we got resident DJ, DJ Legit, and myself, DJ Reminisce, playing all the 90s Bhangra anthems. That's right, 90s Bhangra anthems. And you know what? Prior to this and during this, I'm actually working on a 90s throwback Bhangra mixtape. The first ever interactive Desi Bhangra mixtape. I know you don't know what that means right now, but you'll understand once you hear the mixtape. Basically, the mixtape's gonna tell you to do stuff and you gotta do them because I said so. You heard? All right. I'm telling you, man, those of you in the 604 area, you got to come out to this gig. It's going to be off the chains, man. Strictly 19 plus. It's going to be, of course, at LED Bar. Make sure you hit up my website, www.djreminis.com for more information. Also, go down to uh, 8townpresents.com. Um, check out their website get on the guest list this gig's gonna be off the hook speaking of DJ uh, speaking of DJ legit my homeboy I posted a vlog of myself and him DJing a wedding reception so if those of you that want to see the behind the scenes of the guns that we do please go to youtube.com slash DJ Reminis like subscribe and share the video watch the video uh, there's a vlog of me and DJing at some wedding reception and I'm telling you it's full cheap ones man so make sure you go check that out of course I'm on Facebook facebook.com slash the reminisce and facebook.com they see beats fm is the facebook page um listen i really like hearing your comments and questions i love hearing from you guys you know post some comments on the page 
on my you know on facebook or even in the soundcloud page doesn't really matter where you know paste some paste those comments i love hearing from you guys i love interacting with you guys you can always email me i am at gmail.com and thank you thank you thank you to all of those that do email me i really really appreciate it man honestly um those emails go a long way you know i love the suggestions i love the comments i love hearing from you guys i you know i don't want you guys to ever stop you know the, the shows for you guys whatever i can share with you jada knowledge or jada you know made a bunch of i'm trying my best to give it out to you hopefully you guys can use the tools you know use the information that i have and do big and better things that is the key man you know i don't want to go far behind speaking of far behind man, i'm sick of all the comments that people always say to me oh you're all so negative you're also this you know what man i ain't negative dude i'm not negative at all if i'm negative i have a solution to the problem being negative is saying something stupid and not backing it up you know what i do a lot for our community i love our community there's some things i don't like you know what and there's a lot of things i do like as simple as that you know i just want to i want to be integrated into society and not be thought of as a third party minority or whatever or indo-canadian or you know British man you know what i mean like we are part of society we should be treated normally like every other person that's my whole thing man so that's what i want to leave you guys with um I, once again you know thanks for all the um the uh listeners that listen in every single week you know who you all are i hope you enjoyed gary mangott's uh, uh video uh the podcast and the interview um, the, the man is the man is awesome uh, his story is absolutely wicked if you're just tuned in right now you can always go check out the video on YouTube again I'll leave all the links below um, to everything that I talk about the track listings are all below uh, make sure you like the Facebook pages make sure you like the you know all the pages I'm on Instagram I'm on snapchat all the information is below I love hearing from you guys I'm gonna see you all next week man until then peace out and take care